It's Thursday, September 8th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. U.S. stock benchmarks moved higher Wednesday even as investors considered risks to the global economy. The S&P 500 rose 71 points, the Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 435 points, and the Nasdaq Composite gained 246 points. That snapped a seven-day losing streak, the worst stretch for the tech-heavy index since 2016. Each of the S&P 500's 11 sectors notched gains, besides energy stocks, pushing the benchmark to its best one-day performance since August 10th. Oil prices fell to their lowest level since before the invasion of Ukraine. International benchmark Brent crude sank 5.2% to $88 a barrel. Domestic West Texas Intermediate fell 5.7% to $81.94 a barrel for its lowest close since January 11th, according to Dow Jones market data. In other news, Canadian police on Wednesday said the suspect in a series of knife attacks this past weekend in the province of Saskatchewan that killed 10 people and injured 18 is now in custody, ending a four-day manhunt involving a remote indigenous community. Royal Canadian Mounted Police issued an arrest warrant earlier in the week for Miles Sanderson. He faces three charges of first-degree murder, one count of attempted murder, and a break-and-enter charge following a stabbing spree that started early Sunday morning in James Smith Cree Nation, a territory that covers 58 square miles and roughly 300 miles north of the Montana border. In a post on Facebook, the RCMP said Mr. Sanderson was located Wednesday and taken into custody near Ross Thurn, Saskatchewan, roughly 70 miles west from James Smith Cree Nation. Around the world, an unexpected Ukrainian military offensive in the east near the country's second largest city of Kharkiv is gaining ground, testing Russian occupation forces that are also under pressure in southern Ukraine in the latest sign that Ukraine's defenders are seizing the military initiative. Ukrainian units are advancing eastward from Kharkiv, according to Ukrainian officials and Russian war bloggers, targeting a critical Russian supply route. The dual offensives in eastern and southern Ukraine show how the country's military is increasingly forcing Russia to react to its moves. Ukraine's forces are growing gradually stronger as the country receives advanced weapons from the U.S. and other Western countries, while Russia is struggling to deploy extra well-trained manpower after suffering heavy losses since it launched its full-scale invasion in February. Back in the U.S., a record heat wave put California in a fossil fuel conundrum. The state has had to rely more heavily on natural gas to produce electricity and avoid power outages, while Governor Gavin Newsom's administration moves toward ending the use of oil and gas. The heat wave that started more than a week ago has been hotter and longer than any other in the state, and it put unprecedented strain on power supplies. That prompted Governor Newsom to plead with people to use less power to avoid rolling blackouts, a practice that involves cutting some people's power to save energy so the lights can stay on for everyone else. The effort worked, but meeting the state's heightened energy demand also required activating generators fueled by natural gas, which is still a major part of the state's power picture. The Democratic governor's calls for conservation also drew criticism about new state policies governing electric vehicles and other measures that will only increase energy demand. Governor Newsom said the extreme circumstances required the state to turn to more natural gas as a backup supply. 
Tuesday's demand for 52,000 megawatts set a record as triple-digit temperatures blanketed much of the state. And Democratic leaders are facing pressure to slim down their ambitions for a bill that keeps the government funded beyond September, with Ukraine aid likely to survive, but measures related to COVID-19 aid are seen as less certain by lawmakers. Congress needs to pass a short-term spending bill called a continuing resolution by the end of this month in order to avoid a partial government shutdown ahead of the home stretch of midterm campaigning. The Biden administration has asked Congress to include in the new spending bill some $47.1 billion in emergency spending, including money to fight the COVID-19 pandemic and the monkeypox outbreak. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.